Hello, welcome everyone listening. This is podcast number nine and today I've got a guest on, a guy I met in the gym first, his name's Jed. Yeah, cool guy I met in the, when I moved to a new gym and yeah, just we just met one time, just helped him out with some of his training, just met through yeah, just seen him doing exercise, chatted with him, and then just went from there. Done chatted, done a lot of things since. Um, got to know Jed a lot, learned a lot about him. He's just a yeah, very interesting guy. And there's a few things that well, the, the aim of this podcast is to chat about the importance of a healthy mind for a healthy body. I know Jed's someone that has a lot to give him that area as I think I do myself so that's why I wanted to get him on so I hope you're looking forward to this one and yeah hope you enjoy it so welcome Jed glad to have you on mate good to be here nice to be here Luke yeah glad to have you here so the the reason I wanted to sit and have chat with you is because from since I obviously met you in the gym you definitely I know a lot of like just positive people, people that just spread that in their life, but you're definitely one of the most uplifting, positive people I've met. Thanks. Because uh, I, I like to say I do know a lot. And I've had, from the chats that we've had over just the time with food, mainly in the gym, isn't it? Yeah. I've been yeah. Yeah, just seeing you around the gym and we went on that and then I ended up going on that walk with you. Yeah. Which is really interesting Conscious chat about. And yeah, just getting to know you and just hearing you and your stories. And yeah, I've just been just really, think you're a really cool person and yeah, I'm well, just interested in sharing your mind with people, really. Yeah, well um, that's good, it's plan your bit. <laughs> no, I didn't do that. <laughs> uh, teleporting it over across the uh, room. Yeah, so just um, guess, intro- just like you to introduce your, your yeah, well, what you do. My name's uh, Jed Austin, so I was born in Manchester, and at the moment I'm 60 years of age, so that means I've circled 60 times around the sun, and more to come. <laughs> and I suppose you could describe me as a, an artisan, which is a, a word which means creative, because I am a poet, I've wrote over 3,000 poems. I'm an author of different books. 21 have been published at the moment. I've wrote another 50 that are waiting to be published on various subjects. Uh, I'm regarded as a philosopher. So I've wrote books on philosophy and done the studying of it and done some workshops. I put on art exhibitions uh, prior to lockdown and uh, display people's art, especially the homeless community and some of their poetry and raise funds for them. I'm an outreach worker on the Manchester streets with the homeless. I work, uh, was working and will continue to work in one of the major women's prisons in Manchester doing a creative writing poetry workshop at Style Prison. I was doing that once a week. I'm now on a podcast for Dry Wave, doing an urban philosophy show, which is an hour and it's it's talking about philosophy, which is relevant to a lot of people's lives. And Dry Wave deal with mental health problems 
and people who are suffering from addictions, coming off addictions or uh, thinking about uh, coming off addictions. So there's all that support. And I do conscious walks, which is taking people out into nature. And we have certain themes and uh, little uh, work themes to do at various parts that connect with nature and connect with self. So it is all positive and it's all mindful stuff. And one of my uh, big things that I love to do, not only for myself, but help other people access to, is getting the gold that's within us out of ourselves because there's more gold in mankind's mind than there is in any of the mountains that have ever been excavated in the past or today or will ever be in the future. We all have this gold that comes from the experience of life, the ups and downs. And within anything that's been traumatic or what we conceive as bad, in the center of it is the diamond and gold, which I believe is the growth and the lesson and the strength to able to promote us to higher intellect or a higher emotion or a higher uh, feeling that takes us on to be stronger in obstacles, or you could call those obstacles opportunities that are part of our growth. Yeah, like that opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. That's so do you you're like I mean, you do. <laughs> loads of loads, loads of things. <laughs> Some of them like I didn't even know about. Yeah, like, well I, I, knew, I knew you did a lot, but like that's loads, but it all it all revolves around the same theme really, doesn't it? Like every, even though there's so many paths you're doing, but still the same. Yeah, I didn't know well, there was that many. Well, yeah, there is that many, and and I've done a, excuse me, I've done a, an album of twenty four poems that a sound engineer worked with uh, with me, and I directed them how what sounds I wanted. The album was made in LA, and <clears throat> so I've got a an album out of of that. I've I've always with creativity. I've always wanted to explore what I enjoy doing. And I left school with no exams because I wasn't really interested in the curriculum of Henry VIII and his wives and yeah. stuff like that. And the teaching wasn't great at the comprehensive school I was at. And I had uh, issues with dyslexia, which the people, the teachers didn't know at the time because it was in the 70s and not a lot was yeah. known about dyslexia. So you were labelled the naughty kid. But I always had a good imagination. And imagination for me creates reality because everything that we ever see or look at, be it a table, a chair, a motor car, it had to come from someone's thought or imagination in that invisible world. And then it was created and manufactured as a, a thought form. So that form is someone's thought. And I've always felt that be it art, music, sports, or anything like that, have a go, look at it, see if you enjoy it. Don't compare yourself to who might be better at doing it than you. Learn from them if you can, but enjoy it. And 
in it, you can only get better if you love doing it. There's no anxiety or pressure if you love doing it and you're not interested whether you're pleasing anybody else. Therefore, you won't be anxious of, am I doing it well for them? You're doing it for you. Yeah. And, and that's the key for me to creativity. 100%. That's where, you know, that's like when they say, when you're doing what you love and for you, you don't never feel that work, does it? No. And that's what, what, what one of the, it's one of the, the first things I wanted to ask you on that point was, you, see, you know, when you said you always liked this from, from a child, you always had this, mm. imag yeah. this imagination, but how you are, so have you just, how you are like from how I, just from how I know you, from doing the, the conscious walks with you, as well as everything, I know you're in the gym. Is have you all like just how have you always been like that? Is it like the path like to being who you are now? Like yeah, I'm just interested to like is it something that's happened for you? It's happened over time. Well, have you always been because I know you like like a spiritual person. You're into mindfulness. Is this always been you from then? Or like is this? It's been a journey. It's been a journey because I think as we come into life as babies, we're pure and that, you know, it's a blank, it's a blank slate. Yeah. So we're pure, we're innocent. We don't come in with any prejudice or any particular story until we arrive. And then the cards are there that we pick up that life deals with us. So in those cards that we pick up, it, we might not like the environment, that we're born into it could be poverty it could be a home which isn't that great or anything like that but you can change the cards that you you dealt with but in regards of who i was i just enjoyed being a kid looking under stones seeing insects different shapes and sizes and they were like wow, it's like earwigs and, uh, you know, spiders and things like that. I always saw them almost like toys, but with a life of their own. And they were always interesting in, in how they moved and stuff like that. So my imagination was on it straight away that there's a spirit of there's some energy in these little things as there is in the big things, humans, animals, horses. I've always had a an outlook like that, and I think it was Roald Dahl or Lewis Carroll said that if you see magic in everything, you'll see the world like that. And for me, even pressing a light switch and it illuminates a room with electricity, that is still magic. Yes. You know, and I went to Bali recently, uh, I'd say recently, but you know, quite a few years back, and I was in part of the jungle bit in the villages, and uh, they didn't have electricity. And one of the lads, young lads of ten, who was speaking, I was speaking with while I was staying there, said, "Oh, is it true you have electricity? And you, you know, you, you, what's it like pressing that switch, and, and it just comes on this light? It's magic," he said. And at first, I went, "Oh, no, it's not magic. It's just he it, it, it went, it's magic," yeah. and he he made me, he brought me back to the fact that. It is magic and we won't remember the first time we pressed the switch and we saw the light come on, but we would have had, whoa, that magic. Yeah, like before it was invented, isn't it? Yeah. Like someone 
so, imagined it. So, Luke, I've always had that creativity and that mind, but I've developed it and I've grown it and I've tuned into it. And like anything, the more you tap into it, and this is the thing, yeah. you know, a gold a miner will tap into the ground to look for gold. He has to get through that hard surface. Someone on the oil field yeah, has to that. drill and tap in to get that oil deep down. Yeah, and I that. feel we tap into what we've got within us, creativity, uh, passion, enthusiasm, the way we see the world, the uniqueness of us being us. If we tap into that, the world is a different place on how we then view it. It's exciting. Even the bad things that happen, there's something good in there. There's something good in there. Even if it knocks us down and hurts us, we still get back up. And it's that old saying, you know, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. But you've got knowledge then. You've got experience then. And then you can grow and you can all, always help somebody else, guide somebody else if they experience a similar knockdown. You know, you can activate or awaken something in them to say, look, nothing's impossible. Because actually in the word impossible, ironically enough, is the word possible. It's in there. Hmm. So all the things that we think are hidden, they're not really hidden. It's just that we've been distracted by everyday life from not seeing the gold that we possess within us. Yeah, I always like how you use the you know, like play on words things where you know like what you do with words. Yeah. It? Like you always see what you see words different. So like you've opened my mind a lot to like the way words are. So then that's very because then with words how like we've got to be very careful with yeah. what we say to ourselves and being aware of that. Yeah. Like that's super important. Well, you've got, uh, we have to be, what the word is, we have to be impeccable with the word. And I've learned this and I'm still learning this. Um, a, a word is a magic spell. So your word is your wand. And what I mean by that is a word can cause war or a word can cause yeah. peace, as we've seen. If I wrote a letter to a person and it was full of hatred, it would cause them to have hatred for me. It would, it would cause a really bad feeling. If I wrote with a word, something loving and nice to a person, it would cause a well-being of niceness within them and they would feel nice towards me. Now it's one, it's not a good thing to say bad words to somebody and call them rotten and you're not good enough and you know, you're a lousy person. That's a bad spell that you're putting on somebody, right? And you're only gonna get that poison back because it always, a thought always returns to its owner. But the worst spell and worst word of all, which is even worse than that, is when we put the spell or a bad word on ourselves by saying I'm not good enough, yeah. I'm ugly, I'm not handsome, uh, uh, I'm not worthy. We're actually putting through those words bad spell upon ourselves. Mm. So we have to be careful with the words because if we use a word right, it's got a good vibration, it can motivate and inspire yeah. and it can cause that inner fire, that spark to become a fire. And that's why words are very important but the actual thing, the actual thing which we're trying to describe isn't the word. 
The word is just a symbol, the energy. So if I, for instance, I see a beautiful tree and I say to you in the word of a description of how beautiful that tree is, it wouldn't be the tree. If I painted the tree and said, look at this, it still wouldn't be the tree. If I took a photograph of it and said, look at this great tree, it still wouldn't be the tree. It's a secondary image. I'd have to take you, Luke, to the tree for you to touch it, feel it and smell it. And then you'd get an idea of what the tree might be. But you'd have to break down all those concepts of whether you like that look tree or whether you don't like that tree. So you'd have to come at it and see it with a clear mind. And I use that analogy with life because we can see so much below the surface in not only things, but in people. And that's why you have perhaps personal trainers or life coaches or teachers who can see something in somebody yeah. that nobody else can see because their vision hasn't been clouded by concepts and opinions and uh, distractions. distractions. If you look at a person with no thought and no thinking, you're probably going to see them in a way that you never saw them before. You might see the truth and the honesty of who they are rather than what they did or what mistakes they made or what memories you might have of them of the past. That's, that's the basis of nearly any relationship that flourishes, really, when you look at someone like that. That's like the basis of like counselling and therapy as well, like what they build the relationships with the client on. Just, but then, like you said, that then that's also how people can see that in someone but when someone looks at themselves in that same way just like I like what you said before about the, what we tell ourselves you would never say those things about someone else because most people won't but then they say those things about themselves just like when you could see something in someone else but that person doesn't see it in themselves yeah. do you get what I mean? yeah yeah it's all just comes back to... I mean, if you really want to see yourself, if you really want to see yourself, look at the outside world because that reflects mm. who you are because the outside world, that space, is a mirror. And how we think within, how we think about the world, how we think about ourselves it just reflects back to us. It just reflects back to us. So this is what Gandhi said. If you want to change the world, yeah. start by the change within, start by the change within yourself. And what he recognized is that if you want to change the mirror and the people who are coming into that mirror and who you're attracting, then if you don't like it, because it might not be nice people or a nice job or whatever, start, you can't change the outside first because that's the reflection. So change inside how you see something. If I, for instance, had a blob of paint on my face and I looked in the mirror and I started wiping the mirror to try and get rid of the blob of paint, that'd be crazy. I have to go to the source, not the reflection. I have to go to what's projecting out. So I have to clean and touch my face. And then when I look in the mirror, the blob of paint will be gone. And it's the same way with how we think. If we want to change our life, change your thought, have a better thought, because the better thought then will reflect out in time, in short time, uh, 
a better way of the world being for us. And this is where I've started to learn a lot in my life that it's not outside that needs changing. Yeah. It's inside that needs changing. Yeah. And then the outside will change because many people say that we're all the same as human beings. We are all the same as being human, yeah. but we're not all That's the it. same in sizes, shapes of body or the way we mentally think. We all have different attitudes and perceptions and conceptions. And uh, that's why the world is seen in many different ways. But my personal journey for me is having a mental attitude where I can increase my intelligence, work on my emotions, increase it up the scale, uh, not just physically, but emotionally, spiritually, and mentally move up the scale because there are scales to move up. Yeah. And sometimes if we are not careful and we're not always alert, the pendulum can switch, you know, slip down and we can move down the scale and we don't feel good about ourselves on a particular day. So it's finding a way of keeping uh, on the scale, which doesn't drop into the, the, the darker aspects of it, the lower aspects of intelligence and consciousness and keeping the pendulum going from the halfway point to the better point and never dropping below into the lower points, which cause a lot of problems in our thinking and in our life, I feel, from my own experience, that is. Yeah, I think from my experience as well, from that what you're saying, because I try and live my life now to be how you just said then, and I'd be present and be aware of what's going on with my thought and then my feelings that I have to them. But even then when I go to those the times when you do feel lower, I, always, I try and base my life around being as present. Well, in the past, it was always be as present as much as I can every day. And then when I went low at first, I'd be like, oh, I don't want to be here. I'm stressed. I'm happy. Like, this isn't how I want to feel right now. And for the last few years, that's what I, I would be like, trying to fight that. And then when it did feel great and when your balance is right and you're in the flow, I was like, all right, I based everything on how long can I stay in this? And now I, I still do that. Like, all right, how long can I stay in the flow? But when I come out of it, instead of then fighting, when I do feel like shit, when I am stressed, when I'm not very happy with what's going on, instead of fighting it, now what I've learned, like what you were just saying then is, okay, what's what's good? What's this feeling? What's this for? And trying to fight out of that and all that. This is also, I was because I don't believe in good or bad. This is also part of the flow. And to even get back to feeling great again, you've got to go with this now and understand this and why you feel like this. And that, that was a bit, just what you're saying, and that was a big lesson for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I think, because I know it with myself and my experience, but this is where I believe, like, what do you think, like, a lot of people go wrong because when they, they think to feel stressed and things is a, is a bad thing. I like to not things going on and not to be happy and then they, they're not happy being like that and but it's a chance to yeah if grow. you're feeling stressed if you're feeling stressed uh most people most people will fight it but the feeling stressed is an alarm bell yeah. saying look something needs to be addressed because we're True. not on our right path of balance and happiness then you become a hunter and hunt down the thought Go to the root of the thought that's causing the stress. Don't get fixated on just, I'm stressed and I'm stressed. Actually, if you can, 
have a moment of clarity and say, I want to know what's causing this stress. I want to go into it without thinking or having an opinion. I want to just see if I can hunt down the root of this thought. Because it is a thought causing the stress, right? It is a thought causing the stress. And if we get to what that thought is, we'll find that it wants us to get to it. So the stress is actually not a bad thing if we can address it. It only becomes a bad thing if we don't address it, then the stress will affect the cells of the body and start causing dis-ease, which is disease. And then behaviours come from that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like if the alarm bell rings in your car, go and have a look because there might be someone trying to break in. Don't just say, oh, I'm annoyed because the car's going off. Go and have a look what's causing it. The same as the house. Go and have a look what's causing it. So pain yeah, is yeah, I was gonna I was just about to say a director that. towards like if your knee hurts, yeah, find out why. Just like the mental pain. If yeah. you're stressed, find out find out why. Yeah. And like you were saying before, it's not it's never the actual it's never the thing that's the problem. So when we're stressed with life and everything and we're like angry with our partner or we're angry with our colleague, it's never it's never the partner or colleague that's the problem. It's like, okay, you've got this feeling. Go into that. That this is what I've been doing mm-hmm. a lot of, like you, I know you've been doing yourself. And it's yeah. When you go into that, it always, again, always comes back to you. It's like, why, why are we feeling, why am I feeling this? But it's taken that. And it's taken that time to do that in a world where people don't even take the time to do a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. and look, you know, we can talk about courage because every time you get out of bed in the morning, right, that takes courage because this is a tough world. The way society has set it up. It's not a tough world as far as nature is concerned. It's beautiful, but mankind, when we first of all came here, we had a real chance to make it a golden place. There would have been a time there was no rules, laws, and we've created society's created all this chaos, all this war, all this uh, poverty, all this disruption. Society's created that. Religions have had a good go for hundreds of years to try and change it. It's failed, it's added to it. Governments have tried to make things better, but they've caused it. So it's time for a new way of thinking, Mm. a new way of being. And that for me isn't competition, it's cooperation communication and you can still have competitive sports and enjoyable sports it doesn't mean the competition to be a better person or a better version of yourself is going to go away but to cooperate with people yeah and to cooperate in communities is going to make a better world because there's enough to share and go around and help each other and the thing is if we're honest enough and open enough to know that the problem isn't anybody else or anything else, it's us that have made it worse than it is. Yes, we've attracted the people that'll add to the problem. We've attracted the bad job that we don't like because we're starting to see the things we don't like in it and we forget the moment we got the phone call or the letter and we were happy when we got that job. We forget that happiness. Now we're we're annoyed about the job. It's because we're looking for faults and we think it's in the job or we think it's in the other person. But the other person is us. 
the job is us, they're reflections of the fault that's in us. And if we go and try and sort the fault out in them, thinking we're going to be happier, or fault sort it out in the job, thinking we're going to be happier, we're wrong because we're looking in the wrong place. It's getting back to sorting out the mirror reflection, what's projecting it, and that's us. And if we work on that, if we work on that, we'll get it right and we'll find that everything out there suddenly looks nice and rosy again because that's our state of mind reflecting back to us in these images. Very true. You know? Let's say we, yeah, we create that, but it's also the good thing you said is it's all society, like just all of us together have created, we create our own, but the where we're at now as well is created just by the world we're in. It's like, you know what I said to you before about it's crazy to think when I was in school and while as teenagers were all sat there in class and the teacher says, look at everyone in the class and you're all gonna, you're all gonna be like for your grades that you get, you're in competition with all these people. That's a crazy like mindset to set a teenager yeah, around yeah. the people who, like you just said about, when we work with each other and cooperation, but from a young age, we're told to not that all the people around you are your competition, and then we get this, then we get this relationship with people that we don't know, as well as people we do know who are close to us. Like we're like we're in competition with everyone, yeah. and everyone's trying to take something from us, or we've not, we've not got time for people, and it just brings that connection away and, and, and no one benefits no one benefits i mean we, it's the way we look at things because for instance let's say a football match right you've got two teams and one team wins the match right that team should actually and i know they're doing sometimes but i like the way applauding the losing team because yeah. they would not be winners without the losers being part of their victory so we have losing and winning. We think it's separate, but it's not. It's all one whole. And this is the problem, I think, what we've, we have. Society detaches and separates us as uh, isolate, isolated people and things. And we fight uh, and we go to war and we, we take and we think there's not enough. Yet we're all connected and we're all together. And we're all part of one thing. I found this realization out when I looked at a tree, and I normally thought a tree had a bark and branches and roots, and that was its body. That was the end of its body. That's what I was taught and thought. But then I realized actually, the tree's body is the grass and the ground it's in, and the soil that spreads out for miles and miles and miles. Its body is also the sky, the air it's getting its uh, sustenance from. Its body is also the sunshine. Its body is also the rain. There's no boundary to its body. And we've actually been quite mistaken just to think that's the end of the tree there, what we can see. It's the whole part of everything. And it's the same with me. My body doesn't end with my fingers and my bones and my legs. My body is the sky and the ground it stands on, 
the food that I eat from Mother Earth, the light and the oxygen and the air. Actually, if you go further out and you look at the Earth, that is my body and it's your body as well. And then if you see the Earth in the solar system and the galaxy, that's another extension of our body as well. And there is no cut-off point between the tree and the air. There's not... You, it's all together mm. but this is how we've been taught and how we've shaped the mind to see things that are separate and then because they're separate we might go to war with them but when there's one unhappy person on the planet and I really get this and believe this now yeah. even if they're in uh, Vietnam or the Amazon if there's one unhappy person on this planet your life is not completely happy mm -hmm. It's the butterfly effect, right? Um, a butterfly might flap its wings and it can start off a hurricane because a vibration picks up and all that type of thing. We're all on the same frequency and vibration called life. And, but we're not, we're not sort of taught that we're all one. We're taught that, you know, slice the pizza up into segments and that's one pizza on its own as far as the pizza's concerned if you go six miles away and get no it's part of that pizza you know snowflake makes the snowman mm. and the snowflake comes from the cloud and the rain so we're all connected and if we get that we can still be ourselves we can still express we can you know you've got a tree using that analogy and the branches are all connected to the tree but they're all expressing themselves in individual branches as well. So the, the, the actual paradox is we are one, but we are, we are individual expressions as well of that one. We, we, we don't lose that part of ourselves, which is interesting. And, and it's good to know that as well. Yeah. That's actually a point that I wanted to actually ask about as well. Like, with us being ourselves in a world like how you've just like described and we were chatting about then what do you think or why just in your opinion like why people then struggle to be themselves I mean we've probably just said some of it yeah but struggle to like know who you actually are and not following how the world's trying to make you well it's, it's a really be. interesting because you've just answered that in the question as well, yeah. which is great. Because sometimes, this is the great philosophy as well, when you ask a, a question, the answer's in the question. Yeah. And uh, you ask why people struggle and, and they don't seem to know themselves. That is the essence. People don't know who they are. Mm. They don't know who we are. We're not taught that. We're given an image, a label, a nationality, a culture, a, a religion, a place that we were born, Mancunian, Liverpool, uh, London. We get these identities, these false images put on us, which take us away from being human. We, we then become man or woman, black, white. Yeah. We start separating and cutting our cells up. And society does that and we get away from the real essence of who we are and we get lost in the images of yes i will die for my country because i'm english i'm german i'll die for my country we forget yeah. we're human and we get lost in these images which do us no good whatsoever 
and cause lots of harm and do you know who I am I've got a degree well I you haven't got a degree so I must be better than you and people identify themselves as a, their job yeah, and sometimes yeah, yeah. when they lose the job after yeah, 30 years some people go and kill themselves because yeah. you know that was all my life was my job I was my job or if she leaves me or he leaves me because they are they are my life I will kill myself they get lost in the identity some people will kill somebody because they scratch their motor car because they feel that car is part of an extension of their identity. It's just an object. It's not them. Our country is just a piece of ground. It's not us. It just happens to be geographically where we were born. So people forget who they are. But when you're two or three, you don't have any of those problems because you have no identity. You don't know you're English when you're two. Yeah. You don't know you're white or you're black. And when you look in the mirror, you think that's your friend. That's why you speak into that image. You don't know it's you until your mum and dad keep saying, that's Johnny, that's Johnny. And eventually you see that image as being you, but that image is not you. It's a reflection of an outer body. Because if you go deeper into, uh, I see you, six foot 12 inches away from me i see arms and legs and everything i see your body shape if the closer i get to you uh suddenly if i'm just looking at your chest i just see a chest because my eyes are pressed up to your chest i don't see arms and legs right you've lost that appearance from 12 inches away if i go deeper in i see a skeleton i see muscles if i have an atomic um, microscope and I go further into I'm heading towards your center I see atoms if I go into the atom I see molecules and and then eventually I get to light and I get to energy you are different in appearance the closer I get to your center yeah. so you're not even this look on the outside that we devote so much time and get stressed about whether it looks good or whether it, there's an essence and a spirit using that as a vehicle. So the closer you get into your center, for me, that's the God within, the, the, this, this thing which isn't religion, but it's the essence of what creates. So via a microscope, you're not six foot. No. You, you've not got eyes and everything. You are a cluster of cells, living cells and everything. That is you, millions and billions of you. So it's the, it's the other way as well. If you go further out, you know, from this chair, you go further out and I see England and then from England further out, I see the earth and then from the earth, I might see the, the galaxy and then from the galaxy, I might see other clusters of galaxies and everything. That's your body as well because you're not separated from that. Getting back to the original point, we get lost in the images yeah. of who we're told we are the uh, how old I am, what gender I am, where I live, uh, and all that identity, and it's false, and that's what causes the problems, because within us, we know that's not truly us. We are spirit, we are an energy, and even the vehicle, the outside, it changes its appearance from being two and 10 and 20. It doesn't look the same. It's changing but yet the essence of our consciousness is the same. If we tap into that, we're rich. We've no problems. We're everything.
even when we don't, when we've not fully tapped into it yet, it's like there's always that thing inside. No answer. Everyone always knows, like, when something's bothering you because you've not fully tapped into what that thing is. But people always know it. Like, at the back, yeah. the thing I say back of the head, there's always something bothering people who haven't tapped into that yet. And it's like, there's that un- unrest of, like, un- unease where they just know. They know, they don't know what it is, they don't quite know, but it's like the thing when you come back to as you were as a baby. I remember my friend said something, he like summed it up perfectly. He was like, as a baby, you just grab anything because it's just like everything's amazing. You're just here to experience. That is literally our only goal in life is to experience. And that's it. But I remember when you say, Luke, like we lost that thing as a baby, where we'd, if, if we experienced something, we wanted something, we'd just grab it. And like, I still use that only as a metaphor now because obviously you're not going to go around just doing, just grabbing anything you want, like from people and places. But yeah. that same metaphor is when you want something in life, like you don't, you lose that thing of a baby is just grab it. If you want it, go and get it, grab it. And it's that thing again that like comes back to who, who you are, who we are. It's, for me, it was like, that was a big part of it. Yeah. I, I mean, the thing is talking about experience and, and why we're here, but personally, this is, my feeling about why I'm here on the planet. Um, I'm here to, yes, I'm here to experience uh, emotions and uh, also to create, to expand and to grow and to improve. I already think, funny enough, I already think because we're eternal spirit, we already know everything anyway. But what it is, when we come to earth, we suffer this amnesia where we're relearning things, relearning who we are. Because we're always trying to, we're always trying to find out essentially at the core, who am I? Where am I from? Where am I going? Those are the three things science has never been able to answer. For some reason, we're here to explore, to grow and to define ourselves, to get hurt, to feel the emotions, to learn from the hurt, to gain the wisdom out of it. Everyone's on their own path. Everyone's important. Everyone's uh, valuable. And everyone's a teacher and everyone's a student as well. And everyone's journey matters. It doesn't make you any better because you've got a, a higher position in a job than someone else. Or you've got a bigger bank account or you're 10 foot, or you're six foot, or you're three, it doesn't matter, right? It's who and what you're learning, I feel, and how you view life. And out of all success, any success that anybody has, and this is the beautiful thing, it's riddled with failures before you get that success. But those failures are really your teachers pointing you to try this, see if that works. Because all the great so-called geniuses who've made all the inventions, discoveries, and the singers and this who we are at the top, they've all made mistakes along the way. They've, some of them have been told they're not good enough, but they've decided, I am good enough, I'm going to give it a go. And they've turned the opinion around. So we must never, never be fooled by appearances, even if they look like, well, it just looks hopeless. Look, look at it. Don't. Use your imagination. Don't trust the five senses. Use your imagination, which creates reality, to change the appearance. 
no appearance is ever fixed that's what we buy into thinking it's fixed and we can't go further on mm. we change appearances because thought creates reality and we choose the thoughts like artists to what we want to paint but if we believe that actually thought is the master of me and i'm not the master of thought then we won't move on because we think it's impossible and that is a lie the truth is everything is possible and the best job you can ever have on the planet is the job of being yourself because nobody can be luke or jed or anybody else out there nobody can be them that's why they are them nobody can do a better job of you being you that's why you are you and it's a wonderful job to just enjoy you don't have to set yourself standards to be better than a b or c just be happy to enjoy and find the happiness of the fact that you've happened in the first place the fact that you've happened (laughs) and you're here to experience lots of things and who knows what, where, what else is to come and what else we can create. If we get right back to that, being the two-year-old, even if we're in the adult body, be like the child and you will see the kingdom of heaven. And that kingdom of heaven is not a religious thing. It's the kingdom within. It's yeah. the heaven on yeah. earth that's already here. Not the war and the gloom and the doom that we created. Yeah. Because the earth's still a beautiful place. The earth didn't create all that. We created it. And if we've created it, then we can uncreate that mess and we can redecorate with a nicer furnishing and, you know, using the analogy of a house. We can create a beautiful world again. It's down to us. 100%. I believe that everyone, down to everyone. Everyone's a creator. Yeah, like the being, yeah, the best job on earth is being you. That's, yeah, but the thing you see a lot of people, everyone's struggling and confused with being. They've chose to struggle, and this is the thing. Each other, everyone thinks you have to be that person, that person, but yeah, yeah. You know, some courage, having courage is to say, the reason why I'm struggling because I've actually chose to struggle. Not the reason I'm struggling is because it's him or her that's caused my struggle, right? That is a false way of thinking and that empowers them then over your life. Take the power back, no matter what, what they've done to be part of it, take the power back and say, I'm struggling because I've reacted mentally that way rather than reacting a way of using the struggle as an opportunity to grow from it, to be stronger from it. That's the, you go in the gym, right? And you put a weight on and you struggle with the weight. The weight is an opportunity to make you stronger. And one day there's another weight waiting for you, a bit higher than that as an opportunity, right? As a new growth experience. barriers to get through. You don't blame the weight for the fact that it's causing you not to be fit. You're master of the weight. Master, spirit is master of matter, you know? 
matter isn't spirit. It isn't master of the spirit. And this is where we can change our circumstances and we are magicians. We create magic. We've already done it. You only have to look around at everything, the motor car, the house, the slate on the roof, the, any little thing, even a spoon. We created all that from a thought. That didn't come before a thought. A thought comes from the mind. That's why I said earlier on, there's more gold in the mind waiting to be tapped out still. And there's no ceiling. Oh, we've reached it. No. Never ending. It's never ending. And we have that belief, but have that faith. Not just the belief, but the faith. And I call faith fulfillment in so faith, fulfillment, uh, actually in the heart. Yeah. So it's the fulfillment actually in the heart. Yeah. Whereas hope's good to have if you've got no hope, but hate hope is like half open positive energy. It's like, Luke, I hope I get this job. Yeah, like There's a bit well. of doubt there. I like that as well. Yeah. There's a bit of doubt. I might get it, I might not, but if I say, Luke, I've got faith I'm going to get this job. Yeah, believe. Right? Believe. That's, I've already fulfilled it in yeah. my heart. I've visualised yeah, it in my, in, in my heart. Faith, in that belief. Yeah. Yeah. So the fulfilment is already in the heart of the matter. Hope's not needed. Yeah. But hope is better than having no hope. At least yeah, it's a 100%. step than saying I've got no hope. I'd rather have, I'd rather have hope than nothing. People think it's hopeless and just give up. That's the, the worst you can do in it. Once you give up, it's you failed at that until you get back on it. But it, it's but that's like, where, yeah, that's where you need to go sometimes to fail. And yeah, yeah, and and, and what what is failure anyway? I, I think failed real meaning right. A mistake for me. A mistake isn't the fact that you've made a mistake. It's the fact that you keep repeating the same mistake and not learning from yeah, it. Learn what you need to learn. Failure isn't failing on something. It's the fact that you keep failing on the same thing and accepting the failure rather than saying, what is the failure teaching me? Because it's not a monster. It's a teacher. It's come to teach. It's not come to harm you. It wants you to succeed. It wants you to succeed. Failure is part of success. It always has been. Mm. It's just that we've named this energy a bit different. Yeah? It might be the slap across the face you need, metaphorically speaking. It's not bad. No, not at all. And if we don't compare ourselves to everybody or anybody, but we actually can learn from them, that's a whole different mindset. Yeah, because compare. Yeah, when you start comparing yourself to others, and then you try to be like others, yeah. like you said before, which is the thing that I wanted to point out that I really like that you said is people struggle <laughs> and worry, but to be who they are, because you said it, it takes courage to when everything's t trying to push you in other ways and do other things. It takes courage to be you, where everyone thinks being different is weird, and that's like. Yeah, I really like that because that's the place to... Yeah, it really... That is, that is such a key because, you know, everyone... Well, a lot of people, 
uh, and you can see it on social media and that they're trying to look like everybody else they're trying to dress like everybody else they want the same tattoo or on the neck or, or and this they want that and they want the same bag and i've got to own the, the gucci bag or yeah. i've got to have this t-shirt with this label and that's just been part of the herd mentality right the guy or the girl who stands up and says actually i'm going to be myself right i'm going to be myself whether you like it or not i actually like it that's bravery and that's courage because if you say to someone what would you rather do? What would you rather have? Would you rather have the whole world loves you, but you hate yourself? Or would you have the fact that you love yourself yeah. in a really positive way, but the whole world hates you? Mm. I know what I'd have. Yeah, it's, it's interesting about it, isn't it? I would it's love myself, yeah. accept myself, honour myself for that. And to damn with the whole world hating me, because that's just their opinion. And that's not even where you focus on being. Yeah, but, and that's because if you dance to the tune of the rest of the world, they will soon dislike you when they're bored of you. Yeah. They'll dance to some, they'll be looking for someone else. In your face. Yeah, and you won't be happy when they're not interested in you anymore. And if your happiness is in an object, be it a car, or even be in a relationship and he or she leaves you or the car goes and or the job goes, where's your happiness then? But yeah. if your happiness is for the fact that you're just happy that you happen to be a living life force in a human body enjoying life, then nobody can take so that, that happiness yeah, from yeah. you because it's not an object. Uh, that's what people should be. Not only looking for, obviously you look for it in yourself first, but then another person, because it's, it's something that, I speak, that you said before, I was speaking about is in someone else. That's obviously you get it in yourself, but that's what, well, a lot of people are in unhappy relationships or just unhappy with people, but it's because people, have, even if they found it in themselves or not, they're not looking for it in someone else. Because I think that yeah. me and my friends were saying is, it's interesting when someone meets someone these days and they say, Oh, like what are they like? And the things that start rolling out is oh, they've got a, he or she's got a good job, they've got a nice car, they've got their own house. It's like no, what what are they like? Not what they have, but everyone bases like a new partner when they're meeting someone on what they have rather than who they are, and then they wonder why they end up in all these relationships where people and it just damages people even further. It was really interesting because it's like yeah, people always say like oh yeah, it's always good job. Good car, nice car. It's like, are they happy? Yeah. Five days a person, what they abuse you, yeah. but you because they give you money and things, it's okay. Yeah. It's like, it's just a, and it might be interesting to say when you do meet someone uh, or you meet somebody, it might be kind of an interesting thing that's just coming to me. It's, it's like, I'm now meeting my thoughts. Exactly. I'm meeting exactly. my thoughts. Exactly. You know, yeah. that's um, where people can learn a lot from. If then people blame the image of a people will blame that person. I love that stuff because yeah, people blame the other person. It's like, no, here you are, like you said before about failure. Here you are, you've brought this to you. Stop blaming the person that's doing it. You've still not learned your lesson. Yeah. yeah. And here it is again. Until, and maybe it's going to get really bad until you finally learn it. If that's what it's going to take for you to learn that lesson, here it is. And yeah, there's a lot of... I mean... That's get, why I know there's never such thing as a bad yeah it's only a, it's only a thought that makes it good or bad but um and how you perceive it but getting back to sort of 
the courage, real courage, uh, to be yourself in today's society. Once you start becoming yourself and you start exploring that, because we do sometimes, uh, we're, we're in the herd and we're not happy being in the herd and we go along with it. And that's when we, we, we think, no, there's something not right here. And then we want to become ourselves. As soon as you go on that journey to become yourself, at first, for a period of time, it's a lonely road. Yeah, for sure. Because you're no longer part of the herd. Mm -hmm. Even if you've, you're still saying hello to the people and all that, you're not part of their thinking, their mentality, their fashion, their whatever. You're on your own and you probably stand out a bit different. Mm. Well, what's happened to songs or they, you know, what's wrong? And it, it yeah. can be a lonely road until you find like-minded people, and you do, exactly. who are a, a different community that are like-minded, that can be themselves, but can still work and operate together. Yeah. And they're not but that herd of do it our way or no way. And that takes courage. And I've been down that road and I am down that road where often it's lonely. And you have to be careful as well on that road because that loneliness can lead to sort of wrong thinking and you can get involved in addictions and stuff to try and, yeah, yeah, to, yeah. To, you know, too much alcohol or too, thinking a drug will make you feel a bit less lonely. Because it's a real journey yeah. fraught with, fraught with uh, difficulties to get through. It can be a thorny forest. You can get cut along the way before you find the clearing and become who you are. It's the hero's journey. It really is. So when you're going to become yourself, be prepared that it can be difficult before you reach the top of the mountain but it's so rewarding when you do, because when you have that aspect of, I don't belong to the, the herd mentality, you can never go back to it anyway. You've got no choice, because you have a new aware awareness that you're not part of the herd, that you express and feel differently. Mm. And there are many, 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 many people who uh, are on that journey of being themselves, and they're happy some have reached the point where they've got through all the thorny bits and everything and they want to guide and help other people get through it but they can't stop them getting bruised and uh, having to know what it feels like to break out because they're breaking out the breaking down of the old ways they're breaking through yeah. it's a breakthrough and it's worth it and that courage and to find who you are and to connect with who you are, to love who you are, right? It's just an amazing experience. Yes. It's life, isn't it? Yeah. Instead of always trying to attain trying to attain something, get something, it's just just enjoy it because breaking down life you know we're life and i love this and essentially when i said earlier before when you get past the atoms and we go into the body and you get past the bones the atoms we we, we are light we are a, we, that's what they see light energy and life for me i looked at it and it's it, it's light in form evolving yeah the body it's being formed so light in form evolving using the body so we, as, as part of the vehicle to go on this journey to evolve. Yeah. 
we're not here to you know we, we must go this is what my feelings are we must go forward we must go forward all the time because if we don't go forward we start going backward and that in early to the questions why people feel uh, disconnected and they don't feel they know themselves is because they're going backwards they know all these objects and all these material things if you get lost in them you lose who you are they're just temporary they're there to be enjoyed and let go yeah end up being like i said before though they end up being distractions don't yeah. they? they're not there to be hated they're still useful they're still yeah. nice toys to play with it can be you know. so anything that can make you feel good yeah. as long as it's not what you rely on to feel good if when you're feeling amazing it's that so yeah um I think one of the, like what you were just saying then, one of the main points in my, for me, in my opinion, for like having to finish on, to having like a healthy mind, a healthy life, a healthy body is for me, and I'd like to know what yours is, is just enjoying that process of life and evolving, like you were just saying, and becoming you instead of always trying to get something and it needs to be that, it needs to be that, like one of the most healthiest things for me would just be the process of it all uh, yeah yeah so you've said like the the four bodies we spoke about yeah that being the physical body the emotional body the mental body that being the mind and the spiritual body that being the essence the core of uh, the energy of who we are if we just listen to those four bodies more tune in to those four bodies more uh, listen to the pain, listen to the, listen to the songs, the emotions, the, the balance. You know when all four bodies are operating right. You know when one needs attention. So emotionally, if you're upset or distraught, you know you need to attend to that. Uh, physical body, if there's pain, if, if you're not feeling the fitness and well-being, you know you need to attend to that. And it's just finding the balance which suits you rather than uh, trying to compete uh, with anybody else's body, mind or spirit and think you've got to be like that. Yeah. No, you've got to be like what you already know is comfortable. You've got to be comfortable in yourself. That's the key. And if you're comfortable in yourself, then everybody will enjoy your company anyway. So you don't have sure. to yeah. try and be like them yeah, yeah, yeah. to be liked because you won't be liked. You, you just be yourself, enjoy who you are and don't take life too serious and deal with the issues that come and find the gold even in the things which appear difficult because they wouldn't be sent to you unless you couldn't handle them. There's a higher form of spirit which wouldn't send you things that you're not capable of dealing with at that moment in time even if you doubt yourself don't because it's been sent to improve you move you on somehow because even when a chick uh, has to be born it has to have that struggle to break out of the egg to get to the light of the world so in the struggle is the wisdom if you look at that that'll be a good point to uh, move on from yeah I like that yeah, that is a good point to end on and thank yeah. you for coming on the show, mate. It's thank been, you, enjoyed it. It's been a pleasure to have you here. It's nice. Um, just would you like to, is there anything you'd like to 
just like plug for yourself to, for people to find you. Yeah, we'll put it in the comments. But yeah, just yeah. Me. So if you know my, my, if you want to get in touch with me, email it'd be Jedi Austin at hotmail dot co uk. Yeah. That's Jedi as in Star Wars. I'll get all this off you as well. Also, uh, Dry Wave on uh, Monday night, 7 o'clock. You go on Dry Wave, uh, their webpage, you'll see the Urban Philosophy show that I do. Yeah. And Instagram, Conscious Walks. Yeah. And that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, but like I said, I'll put all those in the comments. Brilliant. Uh, we'll, we'll post this one and... Yeah, thank you everyone for listening. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did, because yeah, I really did. Really enjoyed that, yeah. Fantastic. And thank you. And yeah, I hope you're looking forward to the next one. Goodbye.